studying the book of Esther and a few things we have learned from this book is um, to have confidence in God's providence. God has hand in everything in our lives. And when God is working stuff out, we should believe that he's in control and it will help us. Also, we learn about praying to God even when things go bad. When things go bad. So, uh, if there is any question, we can take that. Otherwise, we're going to continue uh, from where we stopped last week. We're reading the book of Esther. Esther. Any, any question before we proceed? No question? Okay. All right, then we're going to continue. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. I will, I will take, um, I'll take it from here. I will read. And then we will deliberate on this. And then we'll continue. Esther has only 10 chapters. So we have, last week, we read how Haman planned to destroy all the Jews. Esther prepared a banquet before the king, Hazarus. And somehow Haman uh, was asked by the king in chapter 6 how he should reward somebody. Haman, being full of pride, thought he was the one that would be honored. Said a lot of things, and then it turned out it was Mordecai. And then Hester revealed to the king that someone wanted to kill or destroy the people and was found out to be Amen. And then Haman became uh, very sad and eventually got booted. I will read, um, I believe we read chapter 7 last week. Huh? Yes. So we read chapter 7 last week and then... Um, Chapter 8 is where we are. So we have two chapters. So let me, I'll, I'll read from chapter 7, verse 7 to, um, to 10 for context so that we can refresh. Esther chapter 7 from verse 7. And the king arose in his wrath from the wine drinking and went into the palace garden. This was when Esther reported that it was this man that was sitting with them called Ammon that wanted to destroy all the Jews. Ammon stayed begging for his life from Queen Esther for he saw that harm was determined against him by the king because the king was pacing around in the garden. And the king returned from the palace garden to the 
place where they were drinking wine and Haman was falling on the couch where Esther was and king said we e even assault the queen in my presence in my own house as the word left the mouth of the king they covered Haman's face then Abona one of the eunuchs in attendance on the king's side moreover he said there were gallows that Ammon had prepared for Mordecai whose word saved the king and he's standing at Ammon's house 50 cubits high the king said well hang him on that so they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai then the wrath of the king abated chapter 8 from verse 1 on that day, King Arzurus gave to Queen Esther the house of Haman. It's very important. On that day, King Arzurus gave to Queen Esther the house of Haman, the man that wanted to kill and wanted to destroy. The enemy of the Jews and Mordecai came before the king for Esther told, had told what he was to her and the king took off his signet ring which he had taken from Haman and gave it to Mordecai and Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman I want us to pause a bit there just to see there's a little bit of information there immediately they discovered the plot of Haman and king was angry and Haman had all these plans, elaborate plan to kill and do. Uh, the scripture here said that the house of Ammon was turned over to Queen Esther. And Esther now made herself known to the king and said, I am related to Mordecai. And then king gave the ring that he originally gave to Mordecai. I mean, give to Ammon. You not give it to Mordecai. So the question here is, you know, I think it was a perfect, perfect illustration of our Sunday school last week. You know, when they tied tongues for good. When things change, uh, when situation is completely just, you know, we thought it was going downhill. And now, God is turning it around. Um, now, the danger here that I see that's not known or revealed immediately, what about the family of Ammon? The wife was cautioning this man, that be careful. The man that you are trying to destroy, these are Jews. The kind of God they serve we don't know. We've had some of the stories about their God, even though we may not believe their God. So be careful, this man, because what will happen down the line, you do not know. Now, when the danger comes, the house of Ammon was given to Esther. And therefore, everything else, of course, that Esther he had. So what will happen to all the other people that did not know about Ammon's plan? or that did not agree, even though they belong to the same house. There are consequences. There are, something, there are some things that are not just one person acting, but goes into the families and the relationships attached. There is power in relationships. 
whether for good, for bad, whether for great things or for terrible things. Um, I mean, we saw also last Sunday as we read in the book of Genesis that just because of Joseph living in the house of Potiphar and because Joseph was handed the things of supervisory role, the Lord blessed Potiphar and his asset. It says his house and the things in this field. So it's important to know if we're doing good things, let's know for sure someday great good thing will come. The Lord can bless you. And for the seed you are casting on the ground, sometimes we get tired of doing good things. In the New Testament, Scripture says do not get tired of doing good things because some people have entertained angels without knowing. Someday, all your good works will pay off. Sometimes we get tired of nobody cares, nobody knows, it's not going to happen, but it does pay off. Some great things that maybe your brother, your uncle, your dad, your cousin already did, sometimes you get to receive something later. And you wonder how, what's happening. So please don't let us give up on doing good. At the same time, let us desist from doing bad things because we don't know who that will impact. Then Esther spoke again to the king. She fell at his feet and wept and pleaded with him to avert the evil plan of Ammon, the Agagites, and the plot that he had devised against the Jews. When the king held out the golden scepter to Esther, um, I suppose that was the picture there, Esther rose and stood before the king, and she said, If it please the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and if the thing seems right before the king, and I am pleasing in his eyes, let an order be written to revoke the letters devised by Haman, the Agagite, the son of Amedatha, which he wrote to destroy the Jews who are in all the provinces of the king. For now, for how can I bear to see the calamity that is coming to my people? Or how can I bear to see the destruction of my kindred? Oh, then King Azurus said to Queen Esther and to Mordecai, Did you behold, I have given Esther the house of Ammon. And they have hanged him on the gallows because he intended to lay hands on the Jews. But you may write. <laughs> I love this script verse. This verse is extremely, extremely interesting, especially when we pray. But you may write as you please with regard to the Jews in the name of the king and seal it with the king's ring for an edit written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's ring cannot be revoked. You may write anything that you want. Sometimes, the reason why I feel this is important and we can talk more about it is sometimes we get, and this is where our faith comes in. We get into a situation that it is completely it's obvious 
that there are no other ways out of the situation. Um, it could be health, it could be financial, it could be any other situation of our life, emotional, it could be spiritual situation, it could be anything. We have an obvious evidence that says it is over. There is no way out and everybody has seen it. It's known. But then when God changes things, when God turns around something, when God begins to move, and then now God gives us that opportunity. The, for me, the way the, king, the queen did this is a very important lesson in prayer. In prayer, when you see God giving an opportunity to, to stop something bad, just stay in the presence of God to plead for God to grant mercy. Oh, okay. No, I think we can just reduce the volume on this side, and that will solve that problem. <laughs> so, when she was now saying, God, King, please, I beg you, revoke this thing. It was now turned around. The king said, you do what you want. And here is an interesting thing that Jesus actually paraphrased in the New Testament. It says, for whatsoever <laughs> you will bind on earth, be bound in heaven. I mean, sometimes when we, once we understand the principle of God, it will be easier for us to operate and pray effectively. Many times we want God to do something for us. What we need is to ask God for his mercy and the, the grace so that once we have an understanding that God is giving us that, he now says, speak to the situation yourself. Do whatever you want. You have the king's ring. Um, Jesus says something in the New Testament. He says, I saw the devil fall like lightning. Christians don't believe these things because we do not pray. Our prayer can be very effective. Once we begin to operate in that, oh, I see something happening. I have sought the face of God. Now I need to begin to operate in the fact that I have received the golden scepter from God. The Lord has asked me to come. The Lord has accepted my prayer. Now I am standing on that because I believe it says, you know, whatsoever I ask in the name of Jesus. So you will say to this mountain. Okay, I, I, we have to put them in context. When Jesus said you will say to this mountain, it's exactly or it's very similar to King Asherus saying to Esther, you can write whatever you want. I mean, she may be like, okay, well, I would just write and revoke, but king, I need you to write it. No. The king is saying, you write what you want. You have the ring. We have the ring. I mean, literally, in this case now, the name of Jesus. Then write what you want. Write what you want. Um, that's That's... As very, you may write as you please with regard to the Jews in the name of the king. So it says in the name of Jesus. Yeah, every knee must bow in the name of Jesus. This is a very interesting parallel for us to know that this is a lesson in when you have a king you know you can't control. 
just like we have our God, we can't just turn God around and make God anything. But then you seek the face of God. It says, Esther said, I pray with me. I will go to God. I will go to the king. Even though he may not accept, I do not know whether he will answer because the situation is dire. The situation is deadly. But I'm going to go to God. Anyways, if I don't go to God, what are the options? I can be begging Haman. I can be looking for ways to escape. We can tell everybody to leave town. But we're talking about 27 provinces stretching from India to Africa. So it's not scalable. We just have to trust God. And we have to pray. And the king said, ask whatsoever thou want. And this woman <laughs> did something that we should learn in prayer. That's why I said this is an, a mighty, mighty revelation. This woman started saying, I want to entertain you first. Is that a problem? The problem is not food. The pro king eats all he wants every time. But when we sometimes get into a situation where this, that's praise God, bless God, honor God. And I think, Sal, last week you brought it, says, for in the presence of my enemy, you know, the Lord has provided options. Even though Haman was there, this woman knew for sure this person that is on the banquet, uh, dangerous, dangerous person. And yet, Say, well, I'm just going to keep praising God. We're praising God. Well, I will honor the king. I honor the king. Then eventually the request was made. King said, do whatever you want. You have the king, the ring. The, the king's scribes were summoned at that time in the third month, which is the month of Sivian on the 23rd day. And an edict was written according to all that Mordecai commanded concerning the Jews to the satraps, the governors, the officials of the province from India to Ethiopia. 127 provinces. I stand to be corrected there. 127 to each province on its own script and to each people in its own language and also to the Jews in their script and their language. No matter how wide the problem is, no matter how deep the situation is, no matter how troublesome, the word of God can overrule things. And he wrote in the name of King Azarus and sealed it with the king's signet ring. Then he sent the letters by mounted couriers riding on swift horses that were used in the king's service. Bread from the royal store, saying that the king allowed the Jews who were in every city to gather and defend their lives, to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate any harmed force of any people or province that might attack them, children, women included, and to plunder their goods. This reminds us of John. Chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we can read it if we're there, please. I just. John 10, 10. 
Yeah. The, the, the thief comes. And if we look at this story as Esther and Haman and all this stuff, but in reality, our own Haman are the things we face. Our own Haman are the things that would declare verdict. Most people that come to America, America is not, it's not heaven. It's not, and it will never be. It's just another place. And another set of problems, another set of, you know, issues. But when we come here, we must know that we completely still the same people that God has called with the same authority to pray and believe. Now, when devil comes, it comes with the same force of, oh, now you're here, you're going to get this. We must be able to use the leverage. Our leverage must be prayer. Our leverage must be access that we have to the king. Our leverage must be the praises and the prayer. And then effectively at the end, to speak the word of God with authority. You know, we, if we cannot pray boldly, even when we are going to, through difficulties, we're going to have a lot of problems. We're going to have, we have to be able to pray boldly. The Bible says we must come boldly the presence of the throne of grace to obtain mercy when we need help. Yes, sir. Mm. Amen at, at the beginning. You yes. Know, when he went to the king and he asked for the king's permission to destroy the Jews, at that point in time, the king had the ring, but the king did not give him that seal you know, unlike Et Esther's case, the king agreed with Haman, but the king agreed with Esther to reverse what was written and then to seal it that it can be reversed. My point is, when the devil attacks, when the devil go for us, when the devil want to pull us down, we as believers need to understand that it's just a short while. It's just a phase that is going to pass. Because only God's decree can never be reversed. But the decree of the enemy can be reversed. But in as much as we are on the Lord's side, because for the Jews, they were on, the go on, on God's side. God is with them. That's why the decree can be reversed concerning them. But for us as believers, if we continue to remain on the Lord's side, no matter what the devil throws at us, no matter what the evil one is trying to do, we will always prevail. God will always fight for us. Amen. And that, that's very, I wanted to read the part um, in that chapter 3. Esther chapter 3, I'll read from verse 9. Well, let me read from verse 8. Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, oh, There are some people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are very different from those of every other people. They do not keep the king's law, so that it is not the king's profit to tolerate them. If it pleases the king, 
let there be a decree that will go forth to destroy them. I will pay 10,000 talents of silver into the hands of those who have charge of the king's business that he may put it into the king's treasury. So the king took his signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman, the Agagite, the son of Amaditha, the enemy of the Jews. And the king said to Haman, the money is given to you and the people also. Do with them as it seems good to you. And then they went and so apparently the king gave him that ring to sign the papers. Correct. So with the reversal there, and because he said something later there, in that verse 13, well, let's read the 12. So that the king's scribes were summoned on the 13th day of the first month. And an edict according to all the Ammon's commanded was written of the king's setup. And here is the good thing that you just brought up now. Haman wrote whatever pleased him into the thing. So whether devil wants me to die today or be sick tomorrow or somebody that I don't know, just say, what's wrong with him? He's always going to church, making him out, doing as if God is able to save him. Anything that anybody wants, they can write in their own edict. Maybe in their own meeting, in their own assembly, in their own, whatever they call it. He wrote everything he wants. And then the kings, and to the governors over all the princes, to the officials, to every province in his own script. To all the people, every, in their language. It was written in the name of King Hazar and sealed with the king's signet ring. Letters were sent by the couriers to kill, to destroy, to annihilate all Jews, young and old, women and children, in one day. And then it went on, and a copy was sent. The couriers went hurriedly, and the king and Amman sat down to dream about the city of Zion. So the good thing there was just to the point that you just brought up here was there was no finality to, oh, it cannot be revoked. However, the king's seal was on it. So we say, God allowed this bad thing to happen to me. Because I want us to understand. The problem was that when people saw the letter, they believed the king sent it. He signed it. His signature was on it. When we go through problem, we say, God has let this problem come to me. Ah, yes. Because we see the signature of God on it. We think, God, how can something happen without God's knowledge? So we say, God has killed me. God has let all these problems come into my life and all this danger and all this trouble. But then, Esther did not stop because, yes, King has signed it. Yes, the letter has been sent on courier to all the people. Yes, it was written in the native language so that people can get it. You know, when, we, when problems are written in our native language, <laughs> that means it's customized. It's a customized problem. We get it. We know, we, we, 
we, you don't have to explain it before people know that I, I have the problem. People will just know, eh, he has problem. But then Esther took it and said, I have to go to the same God that allowed this to happen to me. And I have to appeal only to God. I do not know how this will happen, but it is not natural for, for me to expect that this will just be overturned. But I'm not going to just give up. Christians cannot give up on situations. God bless you. We cannot, we cannot give up. Move on, move on, don't be tired. Your Savior understands. It shall be well. Move on, move on, don't be tired. Thy Savior understands. It shall be well. It's not very easy to want to move on sometimes. You lose everything. You lose everything, including almost your faith. But we have to learn from this. Pray and ask God and say, Father, can I just have your mercy? Is there any way this can be reversed? And apparently, King never thought of it. But I want us to understand also the secret in this book. This book is filled with too many secrets of prayer. Bible says, and that which Mordecai has done has never been rewarded. But it was written in the books. But the day that trouble will come, king could not sleep. And someone said, what has been done? What should we do? Say, oh, now I know of Mordecai. So when the queen was bringing up the issue that, oh, I'm related to this, it was very easy for king to say, no, Mordecai, I think you should have this thing. Every good deed, God remembers. Why? Even in the New Testament, Bible says that the centurion and the Greek man or the Roman person will, I mean, help the people, was praying, was giving gifts. The Lord remembered his prayers and then made him to send people to go and call Peter. Cornelius. You say, for the Lord has remembered, you know, his offering and his prayers they have come as a memorial to God. When we do some things, nobody needs to know. Pastor, brother, sister, do your best and leave the rest. Nobody's going to know that you are doing anything in this small church. If you do it on the altar, like in a convention, everybody will see. Even people that have not seen you for 20 years, they'll be like, I know him. That's highly rewarded. If you do it on the stage on a TBN or on a radio station that is broadcast or on the internet, on the Facebook where someone has, has one million followers, people will say, oh, yeah, I see. But you do it where nobody cares. It's only three people that will come. It's cold. It's 57 degrees. I mean, it's a perfect day to stay at home. I know. So, and yet, you want to go to church and go pray the same. But then, Every single prayer goes into a record where God knows. The day that you are going to be <laughs> deficient, 
then the Lord will bring up those prayers. Yeah, he prayed to me that day. Ah, at that time, I know she believed me. And that time, and those things will work. There will be times I know for sure that my body will be too weak to do anything. But I've always asked God, Lord, when my body is too weak, that time I need help. Because I don't know. What if my mouth cannot pray? What if my heart cannot even muster energy to do anything? I want everything that I can do now to rise up for me. So yes, the, the coin basically said, now make it irrevocable. Now these people will not be destroyed. The Lord will give us understanding. In the name of any thoughts, any other thoughts before we move on from there? Yes, sir. 